Oh hey! I'm glad you're here. If you've been following along, then you've heard me say no more bonus episodes and that this episode would be our regular format. Well, to quote John Matrix in Commando, I lied. Every episode of VHS is a celebration of a film and a person's career or life path. Each starts with an idea, which I will chase until we end up with the episode. This episode shares that. I am really lucky to have a wonderful better half who will sit through most things. I mean, before movies, she'd hold my hand while I cried at placebo concerts. Now, she can just check emails while I watch Shark Skin Man and Peach Hip Girl or Freeway 2 Diary of a Trick Baby. But of all of you cinema fans, do you have that same interest or support? What is watching 31 horror movies in 31 days like for those kind souls? So that was the seed for this episode. Also of note, I don't talk a lot in episodes about personal taste, or I try not to. It's not interesting to me. I don't want to dissuade people from seeing films. I don't read people's three-star reviews of whatever. I watch the movie, and I see if it says something for me. However, in this episode, we do talk about personal tastes and the endings of some of these films, so while I heavily dislike the word spoiler, ugh, because we're all adults here, but since some of the films are new, if we say skip ahead, and you don't want to know, then please skip ahead. As always, I encourage people, everyone, to watch movies despite what anyone says about it, and support physical media. Please shop Diabolic DVD. Uh, Vinegar Syndrome, Arrow Video, Vestron, Grindhouse, Blue Underground, Code Red, Shout Factory, and the like. And that's it. So, JL, please kick out the jams because the 40 films are the topic. The guest is our first return guest, and this is VH Us. Hello, and welcome to VHS, the podcast where each episode is about a film and the guest has the profession portrayed in the film, except when we're on break. I'm your host, Dirk Marshall, and for this episode, it's a recap of the 31 and 31, and my guest is a business owner, cookbook author, recipe developer, sponsor of the podcast, and my wife, Sarah Marshall. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Now, in addition to all of those things, you are also doing cooking demos on Instagram Live every Thursday at 2 p.m. Is that correct? It is. Yeah. Everybody can watch along and learn how to cook things from the farmer's market. And you kind of focus on a seasonal ingredient, but you also often use your spicy sauces. Is that? Yes. I use our sauces and just try to teach people how to do something quick and easy with ingredients from the farmer's market. Awesome. And the idea for this episode came about because about three or four years ago, you decided to join me in the 31 and 31 which for anyone not li- knowing what that is, not listening, uh, that's 31 horror <laughs> movies in 31 days. A lot of people do that in October. Uh, your decision to join means a lot to me because movies and discoveries and sharing those movies with people is something that I'm very passionate about. So to have you join in uh, is, is really wonderful. Uh, but that being said, not everything is going to be for everybody. <laughs> uh, and that kind of was the inspiration for this episode. So... Um, People, please feel free to reach out and share your stories with us at uh, vhspodcast at gmail.com. That's vhuspodcast at gmail.com. Yes. (laughs) Just taking an awkward pause. Uh, But we have a question uh, that I would like to ask for you. It's actually for you, so that's why I'm asking you. Uh, It comes from a person named Hasservision on Instagram. Hasser! (laughs) Uh, He wonders, will there ever be a spicy witch's brew sauce? (laughs) 
I don't think so. No. But dude, I like the idea. Um, we we don't really do any holiday themed sauces, but if we did, a witch's brew sauce sounds pretty good. <laughs> I have made a witch's tea. That's right. With um, one of your past guests. Magic with a K. Yeah, magic with a K. Uh, we had some farm ladies grow all of the ingredients for it. And um, we made this special tea with all these beautiful, wonderful ingredients. And um, we used these peppers called witch's stick peppers. So that would be the closest thing that I have done to a witchy sauce. But it was a tea. Yes. Excellent. Uh, we are VHS underscore podcast on Twitter and Instagram, and you are Spicy Marshall. Spicy Marshall on Instagram and on Twitter. Awesome. Fantastic. Uh, so for the 31 and 31, I theme the days of the week, uh, for the month and force myself to plug movies into those themes. Uh, this year's themes, starting with Monday, we have many murderous Mondays, so all murderous small things. Nosferatu Tuesdays, which is obviously vampires. Witchy Wednesdays, which is a classic. I don't think it's ever changed since I started doing them when you were participating. Creatures Day, which is uh, Creature Features. WTF Fridays, uh, Slasher Day, and Possession Days. Well, I think I have to say that that's my favorite part about this month of movies. I mean, when you do the 31 and 31, because you come up with these really interesting days and then try to you know find movies that fit into it and so sometimes i'm like well, i don't even know what you're saying right now yeah creatures, <laughs> creatures day, day. Is, uh, but i like it i like your creativity i like to you. go on this journey with you every month so it's very fun and Thanks. sometimes i'm just like jerk what are you having me watch sure, which we'll is also part of it yeah yeah we'll definitely get to that uh uh, yes, I will say I try to sprinkle things I know you'll enjoy throughout mm -hmm. the weeks. Um, that being said, this year I might have gone a little too heavy in the beginning of the month uh, with some sort of Z-grade, low-grade stuff that I really was... I'd put myself into a hole, so I had to rearrange some things, and we'll get to we'll get to you all had to of take that. us out of it for sure. <laughs> uh, we kicked all this off with the midnight premiere of Scare Me, directed by Josh Rubin, another guest of the podcast, uh, which debuted on Shutter. Uh, we watched it at October first at twelve o'clock a.m. Uh, and I also closed the month out by revisiting it at eleven thirty on Halloween, and it still holds up. Uh, for the sake of this conversation, we'll break the films up by their day, starting with. Possession Days. Uh, obviously, these are films that deal with possess possession in one way or another. Uh, the first film was Nightmare Sisters from 1988. Uh, not your favorite, I think we could say. Well, yeah. So I I loved the Possession Days yes. in, in general. You went very hard on like an 80s theme with yeah. those ones. And I just wanted to say about possession movies, I kind of like them because it sort of opens the door to anything. So yeah. once you're okay with possession, anything can be in it. There can be magic. There can be demons. There can be whatever. Mm -hmm. So I like that. <laughs> However, the very first one, <laughs> it was the kickoff to our month, and I just thought, this is the worst acting mm. I've seen. It was like it was like the perfect example of too much setup. Like, they wanted you to understand that these characters were kind of these nerdy women that people didn't like. Yep. And you could have done that in five minutes, but it was like 40 minutes yes. of me just looking at you and being like, seriously, this is... <laughs> 
still happening. Yeah, and other than uh, Linnea Quigley being in this film, and people would know her from Silent Night, Deadly Night, Fatal Games, Graduation Day, Return of the Living Dead, of course, Creepazoids, Sorority Babes of the Slime Bolorama, um, Witch Trap, which we talk about, Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. Many of these were all things I watched in my dad's video store, mm-hmm. and she's uh, pretty much naked, I think, in most of them. That was kind of her calling card, if you will. Sure. Uh, and there is a lot of that in Nightmare Sisters. There is. Um, and the premise of the film really... I mean, it's a huge oversell. Like, it's like, there's these nerds, and then a demon comes out, and then they turn into, like, sexy women. And it's like... And then they're demons. Yeah, it's like, (laughs) uh, I mean, some of that. It's just a a lot to get through. And it's also um, interesting to note, this film was the first time you let me know that in 80s films, women wash their breasts far longer than normal women do. Yeah, I was going to say this movie is very good for some people. It's good for people who love boob washing yes, and people who love Twister. That's true. Those so, are... that, you know, if those are your things, yeah. watch the movie. There you go. Moving right along, <laughs> uh, Mausoleum from 1983. Uh, I think of the group, oh, I don't know, there's a lot of good ones in here, but I really liked Mausoleum. I thought there was some really interesting like laser eye stuff going on in this movie. Yes. What do they call that? Where they like stop? There's got to be a movie term for it. Where it like it's a freeze frame mm-hmm. of the person, and then just the eyes glowing, and then the yes. sound. It's like this intensity that only happened in those kind of like '80s movies. Yeah. Is there a term for it when it does I, that? Uh, eye flares. Well, yeah, because it's like a. It's not like stop motion, but it's like stop unmotion. Yeah, yeah they like free- <laughs> stop unmotion. Uh, Motion. They freeze the frame and then they make the eyes glow. Yeah. And then, of course, lasers and usually an explosion happens or something like that. Yeah. That well, I, I liked that, but I liked a lot of things about this movie. And, and one of them is that I think it was kind of tackling a bigger issue of... Because you know, it's kind of like this possession is passed down through her family. So she, like, yeah. inherited this possession from her mother. So Which, it's kind of like tackling mental health, you know? Yeah, yeah. And... And then there's this other part that I really liked in the movie where um, I kind of feel like it could be a quote for leaving an abusive partner, but it's where the um, maid says to her, because she's kind of, she's doing all these terrible things and she's horrible yes, to be around. she's a great know? maid. Yeah. And well, the, the maid isn't doing the terrible things, but the woman is to the maid. And so she says, no more grieving, I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I really liked that because I was like, that should be the walkout quote of like every woman in a terrible relationship yes. just being like you're treating me bad, I'm out of here. Like, mm-hmm. that's it. So I really liked... There was a lot of things about the movie that I liked. Yeah, there's some there's some good kills. There's some great what is happening. A lot of beautiful walking through cemetery tracking shots. Yeah. Um, it's really well lit. It's uh, it's out now in video, uh, Vinegar Syndrome, and it's a beautiful transfer, so it's a great way to see the film. It's got an amazing cover, and that's what always attracted me to the film, but it didn't look great in the VHS days, and now it does, so... Is Vinegar Syndrome like a movie ordering site? Yeah, or they're like a label, and so they acquire films and restore them. Um, they did Nightmare Sisters, I think, as well. Uh, so it's you know they're kind of all over the board. Yeah. But, um, but it's great for these small films that have been trapped in VHS. So and, you can uh, just see them in better quality. Yeah, in the way they were probably intended, or even better. And they yeah. often have um, interviews and great bonus features as well. So cool. Yeah, and then next we have Amityville, It's About Time, from 1992. (laughs) Love the punny name. Which which is great. Uh, It's about a possessed clock Mm -hmm. from the Amityville house, and a family acquires it. Yeah, I liked things about this movie. 
I didn't like some things about it. What? But <laughs> I like the idea of, you know, a like, I don't know if there's, is there a clock horror, like, genre? Oh, gosh. <laughs> it feels like there could be. Clocks are really interesting because they mess with everything because they mess with time. And right. so it's like, and it's just this, it really is this object. But in this one, this object creates this other world but then it also just messes with people's tracking and and yes. timeliness so so i i had fun with this one but i what i really thought was that if um i were to be pitching a netflix series i would pitch that they um continue with the amityville possessed objects thing and you could just like live in that world where all the different things are are possessed but but you see them kind of play out like it could be a bassinet or like there could just be so many crazy things that would yeah. happen in other people's homes yeah i think there is another amityville film that follows this idea of like parts leaving the house and possession spreading um i really like this uh movie i think uh tony randall directed it that also i think did hellraiser 2 uh there's a lot of gooey cool creature stuff that happens in the film and then he plays a little bit with time like you said people going into rooms and being like you've been gone for like five hours yeah. and they're like what you just walked to the refrigerator yeah 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 so there's interesting stuff in this film um i i totally recommend people picking it up i don't i haven't seen the new transfer but the dvd looks fine it looks great um and then last we have fear no evil from 81 uh did you remember watching this one yeah i mean to me it was like your typical possession priest movie yeah like not your thing not my it thing takes, some of it takes place in the past yeah um and this film's weird because the director frank uh lagolia lagolia uh directed also a uh, wizard of speed and time and lady in white lady in white's great uh but this film is like uh, feels like a hodgepodge of an art house film and then the high school stuff feels really strange kind of cobbled together um but it's basically someone chasing like the priest chasing satan through time yeah and then there's also possess they're being reborn in people uh so there's lots of great ideas and i think it's fascinating to watch it all play out but i could see people not uh not responding to it greatly um the devil stuff is kind of interesting but like you said my favorite possession stuff isn't necessarily the devil i like almost like when people are possessing people like body swapping and that mm -hmm. kind of stuff i think is really interesting so our honorable mention is the movie possessor which just came out 2020, directed by Brandon Cronenberg, David Cronenberg's son. Uh, we just watched this the other night. Uh, any thoughts on that? I mean, I guess if people are into Cronenberg-style movies and things, yeah. I think it's a really good one to watch. But I also think there's a lot of people that would have a serious aversion to, <laughs> yes. to them. So if, it's, if you're into it, you should watch it. I, I mean, I think it's... I, I'm into it. Yeah. I think it's interesting. I think it was something new that we hadn't seen. But, you know, body horror is a tough thing for a lot of people. So yeah. I think if you can handle it, watch it. Yeah. There's definitely some sweating that happened Yeah, in our house. I right away was like, I can only kind of handle it. And there was at least two <laughs> points where I either said no and swatted at the air, which I'm not even sure what I was accomplishing with that. Uh, yeah. Or, oh my, I can't remember what came yeah. out of my face. But, you know, anytime a movie does that, or is showing me something that I almost can't see, mm -hmm. then I'm 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 celebrating that. I'm like, well done executing that sequence. Yeah. Um, yeah. So check that out if you're not totally afraid. Just be warned, uh, it is it is pretty violent. Mm. Um, which takes us to something cuter, mini murderous Mondays. Yeah. 
this is a good one. Yeah. I mean, just in in practice, all of the mini horror movies are. I mean, they they're more fun, yes. you know, than they are scary. And so mm-hmm. I appreciated that, especially coming after Possession, where it's more Possession movies are kind of intense. Yeah, mini last... murders movies not intense. Yeah, I think last year I had Slasher Day, which is Saturday. It's pretty standard because there's so many slashers mm-hmm. you can choose from. Uh, and then Sunday was spelled S. Wait, it's spelled the same, Sunday, but it was about a murderous children. Oh, yeah. And like Sun, S O N. Yeah. A little, little heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, so... To go from slashers to, <laughs> yeah, murdering Child murder. children. Yeah. yeah, totally. That much. Uh, so this started off with Hobgoblins from 1988, uh, which I remember having Hobgoblins. <laughs> but they, there's not a lot of Hobgoblins in this movie. No, I, this, I, I can't even really. Yeah. We watched this at the cabin and we just kept saying to each other, it's called Hobgoblins. Yeah. Like, Ghoulies gives you Ghoulies, yeah. but Hobgoblins really, you know, I, for small completionists, people that want to uh, follow things that were inspired by Gremlins, then watch it, but it's. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's, if you're into stuff like that, small creatures, when you do see the creatures, I think it's worth watching. It's fun. Yeah. It's funny. I mean, I remember laughing when I saw them, so, you know. Yeah, they have, they have a sense of humor to them. Uh, then Dolls from 1987, directed by Stuart Gordon, who did, of course, Reanimator, Robot Jocks, and From Beyond. Uh, we've was... seen this before. Well, you said that I have seen it before, but I didn't remember seeing oh, it. Oh, okay. I remember the cover in the video store. Yeah. I remember that being something that, um, was very prominent, because it, it's pretty creepy cover. You know, the doll with the yeah. eyeballs out of her head. I love that cover. But this movie kind of has everything mm-hmm. that you want in a good horror movie. It has the um, the tiny creepy dolls. The kid's kind of tiny and creepy. Yeah. You have creepy old people. You have yeah. a creepy house. Yep. You have some 80s babes. Like, yep. it's, like, got it all. Yeah. It's amazing. Like, uh, this for me is, it won't make sense to the younger generations, but those that had friends with Cinemax or um, Showtime or HBO there's movies that would be on late at night mm-hmm. and you come across them and this has that cozy feel of like creep show or tales from the dark mm-hmm. side or something where it's like it's spooky you're not scared but it's fascinating to watch yeah. and all of the doll stop animation stuff's beautiful yeah it's really good um guy rolf is the old toy maker mm-hmm. and he was a leading man in britain and then later in his career more of a character actor and after this he was in the puppet master movies has to be an homage to his dolls role mm-hmm. i love him he's so good yeah so good he's so good so is the lady i don't know her name um yeah i just i love dolls yeah i, I thought fun. it was great i did have one character um th- and i'm not sure if they were just trying to lighten the movie up a little bit so I, they have he's supposed Ralph. to be the boy at heart I yeah think. and mm-hmm. he i mean i think it is during that time where you have people like you know, John Candy. I mean, it reminded me of, like, they're trying to have this person that you you love. He's but harmless. He's harmless, but then there was a weird point where they tried to make him kind of... A jerk. A jerk, yeah. and, the, and then they bring it back, and then they let the young girl just go with him. So, <laughs> so it was kind of like... Yeah, he acquires a child. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you can't really just... Even though her parents are dead, you yeah. can't just give that kid away to this man because he's nice. Yeah. <laughs> It's very, it's what I love that in movies where they're just like, no, she just lives with him now. And yeah. you're like, that's legally yeah. not going to hold up at all. Yeah. There will be questions uh, about the parents. And I love films that end with that it's a cycle. 
Like yeah. it ends with someone else's car breaking down in front of the dolls. Yeah. The, the like, house here and, we go yeah, again. And these people are like, oh, it broke yeah. down. It's like, it's pretty, pretty perfect. Yeah. But I, I was really into this one. I think that was fave. Uh, yeah. For me. Yeah. When you said you didn't remember it, I was like, ooh. Yeah. I got super excited. Uh, next is The Pit from 81, which did had you seen before? <laughs> no. All right. Great. No, I have not. <laughs> okay. And it wins the Super Creepy Award. Yes. Creepiest for sure. kid on film. Yeah. I mean, what good casting, though, right? Because... I guess. <laughs> I mean, think about how many children they had to interview and then be like, oh, yeah, man, you're the creepiest. Uh, yeah, he walked, probably walked in the room and they were like, ugh, I want to jump in the pit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Has he done anything else I or don't was believe that it? so. Oh. I mean, I think I looked it up, but I... I erased it from my memory. People that don't know, it's a movie about a boy that has a pit he visits that has trolls in it, and he has a talking teddy bear. Yeah, and you kind of <laughs> think it's all in his mind, but then it's just not. <laughs> it's so <laughs> like not. It's real. Yeah. And then you're just left being like, oh, well, I thought I thought this was just a creepy kid, but it's actually like there's this other stuff going on, but it's still like the creepiest kid. Yeah. And then there's like some... Totally inappropriate babysitter bath washing. Oh, yes. Where I was just like, this whole movie just makes me, like, very not... Like, I feel sick to myself. Yeah, yeah. It... <laughs> and it's not the monsters in the cave yes. that are doing it. It's I the know. people. It's the people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's fascinating. Um, so that's The Pit from 81. And then a double feature we'll skip over because most people will have seen probably. But Night of the Creeps and The Gate are two films that I love to sneak in. I don't play favorites for 31 and 31. I love, like, discoveries and pushing boundaries. But, man, I, I love Night of the Creeps. Yeah, it's one of my I, favorite movies. I, you've played, we've watched it a lot. I, yeah. I think my favorite is, um, you know, Brad when he's the preppy yes. zombie. Yep. And <laughs> he's just, just sitting it. on the stairs while yeah. she's talking. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, Tom Atkins. Um, and it's got all the things you need. It's got, like, it. mouth slugs, flamethrowers. Yeah, aliens with cute butts. Yeah. I mean, it's all there. It's good. Uh, Tom Atkins is one of my favorite actors. And I think it was two 31 and 31s ago where we, just by random grouping, watched uh, The Fog, um, Night of the Creeps, Halloween 3. I think there was something else where it was almost a full week of Tom Atkins roles. Oh, Road Games, maybe. And uh, I was just like, man, he's so good in, in everything. Uh, and then, of course, the gate. Anytime you play heavy metal music and opens a gateway to hell, I'm, I'm all Yeah, in. me. Yeah, it. me too. Uh, which brings us to Nosferatu Tuesdays. Uh, the first film was Pale Blood. I watched that by myself. Uh, this was once we were in the thick of things. I was like, she's... I started just checking out a scene. And if I was like, she's not going to be into it, then I, I just watched it by myself. This is a Wingshauser movie. Uh, there's vampires. It's not a lot happens, so it's more something that if you are a Wingshauser completionist, then you'll probably want to watch it. But otherwise, vampire fans maybe. Look well, elsewhere. this is the thing. So I love a sexy vampire movie all year round, not just right. You know, during the month of October. Yes. But I actually watched the least of those. And yeah. I think it's about the day of the week. It's because Mondays are really busy for me. And I think mm -hmm. Tuesdays I just was out and I, I didn't watch much of what you were doing. Unfortunately, it happened to be like my favorite style of movie. So yes. I didn't I didn't see a lot of them. But the ones I did see. Yeah. We, um, 
I mean, it's also we've kept Nosferatu's days or vampires in the mix for the mm-hmm. past four years. So uh, we've exhausted a lot of the greats. And so in trying to find new ones, I... Well, we'll, well get to and it. don't feel pressure to find new ones because I feel like I love to revisit sure. ones that I yeah I love. Mean, yeah. Halloween week we could put in um, the uh, from dusk till dawn and that would that would play really well. Or uh, yeah 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 I love suck too. That's yeah one. sucks great. Um, <laughs> Life Force from 1985 is the next one. Toby Hooper Space Vampires. I love this movie. Uh, it's my probably my second favorite Toby Hooper film of all time. Um, so I snuck it in there. Space Vampires. Life Force. Next was Vampires from 1974. Talk about something I've never seen before and can't ever unsee. Uh, this was supposed to be an erotic vampire film. And I would say it's a lot of people doing things with their mouths that is really gross. <laughs> well, yeah, and it it's described as this like lesbian vampire coming out movie. Really, it's just the story of these two women that yeah. who are murdered and then th- then become vi- vampires but it's pretty yeah there's a lot of weird kissing yeah um just dragging your open mouth across <laughs> other people's bodies it's, just, it's so not, weird it's the opposite of a sexy vampire yeah, movie it's, it's like so an gross. unsexy vampire movie and all the men so i don't is it a british film maybe or something i, I think it's a t- i'm not sure I'm, I don't know, but it's know. it's I very weird. Once we started watching it, I was like, I don't weird. need to know. It's all the it's too many like pasty white men yeah. that are with these beautiful women, and you're like, no, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, and anytime people's faces get close together, you think like, oh, they're gonna kiss, and then it's just like the weirdest. <laughs> it's you're so like, uncomfortable. Please stop kissing. Yeah, yeah. You, we're just both furrowing our brows <laughs> on the couch, like, oh. Oh, no. Like, yeah. the horror is not the horror part. Yeah, yeah. Another example. It's the, <laughs> the horror erotic? not being the horror. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yep. Uh, so followed that up with Vamp from 1986. I was excited that you hadn't seen this. I hadn't seen it. And, you know, so Grace Jones is the queen yeah. vampire. And I love her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love her music. I love her in this movie. Yeah. Um, it's... I, I think this is a really fun watch because, you know, we are like children of the 90s where art house films were kind of our thing. And it reminds me of like a lot of the performance art stuff yes. that was happening. But but in this case, it's happening in this strip club. And I just thought it was really beautiful and beautifully done. Um, and, it, you know, it's a good <laughs> it's good, a good creepy vampire movie. There's parts that are yeah. creepy. And then there's parts that are almost like funny and like we're like a good cop bad cop yeah. movie and we're gonna you know like they could have easily made a second one with the characters oh for sure yeah it's just the story of three two guys that then have a, another guy i want to yeah. call them friends but they're not really friends they're not but friends. they go into town to try to get a prostitute so they can get into a fraternity yeah. essentially so it's like or a mix stripper, of like sorry. 80s yeah, it's. I mean, it's 1986, but it's lit. It looks so good. It looks like 1992 or something. Yeah. And like you said, it's like, it's an art house person making a movie about vampires. Yeah. It's not like horrific in any way. And there is a dance sequence, kind of a dance sequence that yeah. Grace Jones does. That's like you'll never forget it. It's pretty yeah. amazing to see. Um, but it's uh, it's it is a comedy. It, Kind of, yeah. yeah. I mean, it starts out that way, and then it gets a little intense, and then it goes back to it. So, I mean, I think it's really fun. I'm, I was glad to have seen it. Yeah, there's a lot of like everything's lit purple and green. 
It's like they go in the sewer. It's purple and green. You're like, yeah. why is it this? Co- I don't know what's. Maybe happening. they only had two lights. <laughs> yeah, I think so, but it looks great. Uh, it looked, it really works. And then we follow that up with a film that you picked called Family Blood on Netflix. Yeah, I thought you know I like a good family horror movie, and I I think that whenever we're kind of forced to see mental health and problems and family dynamics as horror. I think it's really important because it creates good dialogue. And so they did, I felt like they did a really good job with this one. It's about, um, you know, a mother who is struggling with addiction and she, in her AA meetings comes across this vampire. Mm -hmm. And so her, she was already destroying her family, but then she's really destroying her family, you know? And I think it was just a good kind of, social commentary on that kind of thing. I think they did a really great job with it. Yeah. What'd you think? Uh, I was kind of in and out on this one. Yeah. I don't know why. Uh, but sometimes that happens with films where it's, you're just sort of like, I'm paying attention or you're like, I have a great idea for something that, you know, so I think I was in and out of emails. Uh, but I thought it looked good. The performances were interesting. Um, yeah. That's about all I have for for that. But that's on Netflix if people want to check it out. Family Blood. Uh, next is Near Dark from 1987, directed by Catherine Bigelow from Point Break and Hurt Locker fame. Uh, you had seen this or hadn't seen Near Dark? I, when you said it, I thought that I had not. Um, but then once we were watching it, the characters were all familiar to me. So yeah. I definitely think that I've seen it. But I really enjoyed watching it this time and in this time and place especially because i i feel like there was all this um so i mean i guess it's the first like western vampire movie i've seen or and i don't mean mean, western like old west right yeah because i mean like um rural Mm -hmm. cowboys Mm -hmm. you don't really associate vampires and cowboy hats really i mean you don't see it much together and so um this was the first one where there's like country music playing but then also they have these um you know this group of vampires that live in vans and and they're traveling around and our world is very similar to that right now with all of these people where you know if you just walk down our streets you'll see tons of this almost exact same vehicles with them painted or yeah you know so it kind of felt like oh this is really about the here and now and this this group of people who have banded together and are traveling around and they're and they're struggling for Mm -hmm. sure um I, i thought it was an interesting one the thing i didn't i mean i couldn't really relate to so the the vampire i don't know remember their name so the vampire woman and the yes. and the man that she turns mm-hmm. to a vampire yeah, yeah. um their their love so quickly yeah. and like and like connection to each other just seemed really like you all you did was like make out in a truck like how are you uh, and you don't even really seem to like each other right but then they're like willing to do anything to survive and so th- that was kind of like i think you need to have yeah <laughs> have some kind of feelings there before all of this stuff happens but i did like i i liked watching it and i thought it was fun and i also always like like a turned kid yeah josh miller is yeah, great in vampire it. he was a great He's great. great He's character. great in Teen Witch. Yeah. He uh, and his partner wrote Final Girls, which is an awesome film. Um, yeah, I, lo- I love the cast in this, except for the male lead, mm-hmm. I guess. 
I just don't find that his story interesting at all, even though it's yeah. like the, supposed to be the main story. Like, I'm more into Lance Henriksen as, like, the older one. And then, yeah. you know, I just, I like the those dynamics a lot more. Yeah. So. And maybe that's the thing. I mean, he was the real character that was the cowboy character, and maybe he just didn't fit into our vampire movie. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Bill Paxton's So we were both too. like, eh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he could it's... stay or go. Don't care. Yeah, uh, but I do highly recommend it. Yeah, It is for sure. hard to get, um, so I will say that. Uh, which takes us to Witchy Wednesdays. Oh, my fave. I love a witchy movie. All right. Started off with Witch Hammer, which I watched by myself, uh, so you didn't have to see it. It's from 1970. It's a black and white Czechoslovakian drama. Um, it was something I hadn't seen. Uh, last year, Haxon was a film I hadn't seen, so I wanted to start off with something black and white, because I knew I'd be going wild after that. Uh, so next is Witchboard from 1986. Well, and I loved Witchboard, but I think that Witchboard is actually a possession movie. It's not about a witch. It is not about a witch. <laughs> But I enjoyed it yeah. a lot. So, um, uh, Tani Kitan, yeah. is that how her name, is great yep. in this movie. Her, you know, she's possessed by this man ghost. Mm-hmm. So her in, dressed up in a suit is like the best thing I've ever seen. It's pretty great. It's pretty good. <laughs> so I think it's good. And I think that they do a really good job also of showing what it's like to be in a relationship with a very terrible boyfriend. Yes. Because it's her true. boyfriend is Awful. Awful. And it never gets better. Hmm. And I think they just, they did a good job of showing what it's like. Yeah. And you just want her to get out of it, you know, yeah. in every aspect of it. But then there's also this other thing going on, which I think is really interesting. Yeah. And there's like, I mean, it's about, there's a Ouija board. Yeah. And it's apparently connected to some kind of evil spirit. And then also maybe a not evil spirit as well. Uh it's interesting. There's a lot of samples from, um, there's a band I listen to called God Module that sampled the whole Ouija sequ- sequence for their song, uh, Ouija Board, or I think it's just called Ouija. But it's always interesting when you've heard a song so many times, yeah. and then the sample starts, and you're like, I know this! Yeah. I know what this is! Yeah. You're like, I've played this at many clubs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next, we have Witch Trap from 1989, which is the same director and some of the same cast, but everyone says, not a sequel. Witch Trap is not a sequel to Witchboard. And uh, one of the reasons you know that is I think the script for Witch Trap is hilarious. Uh, the things people say to each other in this is so funny. And I just think it has to be intentionally wild uh, because the I think he wrote Witchboard as well. I could be wrong, but uh, I'm pretty sure he did. And uh, it's, man, this movie, it's got a lot that people might not enjoy, like waiting for the witch stuff to happen, but the things coming out of the cast's face. This is a movie I would show, like, on Fridays to people in high school. But, yeah, and it's also not really a witch movie. I mean, it's more of a possession movie, right? So there's, there's like, the psychic medium, yes. and it's another, like man from history like this is clearly the dynamic of what this the story this person wants to tell yeah i think they say warlock which is kind of a male witch okay that's right yeah that is so i guess it is it is a witch movie but i loved it i love how sweaty the medium gets every so sweaty (laughs) i'm in that no one does anything like they're always like where are you and you look exhausted as she's like struggling with this like you know entity it's it's so funny (laughs) it's 
gets really good. Anytime something bad happens, she starts like convulsing yeah. and shaking, always by herself. Always by herself, and, and nobody ever does anything. And then they see her and they're like, oh, you look really bad. And we're like looking for these ghosts, yeah. and none of us are like, oh, hey, maybe something's going on here. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. There's some good deaths in there as well. Yeah, it's good. Uh, then Dead Time Stories oh, from 1987. Right. <laughs> uh, Scott Valentine's in this. He's best known for Family Ties, but he's wonderful in a film called My Demon Lover. So shout out to that film. Uh, this is sort of a kind of an anthology. Yeah. Uh, but we, I chose it for the the witch sequence, which is the beginning. Yeah. Um, that segment. One of the stories, one of the fairy tales he's telling. Right. So he's supposed to be like this uncle babysitter telling stories <laughs> to a child. Man. <laughs> Won't sleep and he yeah he's equal parts angry yes. and then kind of fun but he's also maybe drinking so as stories go on he's like less patient with yeah. the child which as a parent I was kind of yeah. like all right yeah. you're I mean, like that this works. is a <laughs> terrible example of a babysitter yes. so but I I did like um you know because we are so used to the time of storytelling and yeah. these short stories you know we had shows like um Tales from the Crypt and Hitchhiker and all these things yeah. that were these very short horror stories and so i liked that piece of it it's yes. like fairy tales for adults yeah i i was into it yeah i i enjoy that so dead time stories you can find that on amazon prime i don't know if it's on blu-ray um yet it also had one of those covers of like a kind of a demon hand holding the book that i remember from my dad's video store uh next we watched the craft legacy this is from 2020 it just came out i think october 28th could be wrong um yeah, what did you think of the craft legacy? Well, there were things I liked about it, and there were things I didn't like about it. So I, first off, loved the craft. That was sure. a, the original craft. That was a movie that was part of my experience and existence, and I was very into it. Um, I, 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 le I like things about this movie that I do feel like I didn't like about the original craft. So I love that the women that are in this coven stay connected mm -hmm. through anything. And they come out triumphant over a bully. Like, it, I love that narrative being part of our story now. Because that's not what happened in the original right. craft. They kind of backstab each other and, and then nothing happens and nobody wins. <laughs> Yeah, no one really comes together. <laughs> Nobody comes together. So I liked this because mm -hmm. I felt like it was something that people need to hear now is that if you have your people and you stick together, you can beat evil. And so I felt like I loved that part of it. <laughs> the evil that they're beating, oh, David boy. Duchovny, yeah. is like he's supposed to... I mean, I don't know. Are we going to ruin it for people if they haven't seen it? If we're like... Okay, so spoiler alert <laughs> for this movie because it is 2020 and we are going to talk about it. Because I'm angry. Is, uh, just keep skipping ahead. And if you keep hearing me say Sleepy Duchovny, then we're still talking about it. <laughs> okay, now you can feel yeah. free to talk about it. Okay, so the stepdad is the warlock. Yeah. And that is who they are fighting against. Um, and yeah. he has this troop of men warlocks. And it reminded me of, like, remember the time where there was, like, the men are from Mars, women are from Venus, sure. where, where you really have, her mother is in an abusive relationship with a man who hates women. Absolutely. And so they need to stand up against him mm -hmm. because he sucks. Mm -hmm. Does that make him a scary, evil warlock? No. Not at He's all. He's so boring. He's so sleepy and puffy. Is he somebody terrible that you don't want to be part of your family or your life? 
Absolutely. Sure. Because he's one of those people that pretends like he's doing good and really he's, I mean, now they use terms like gaslighting, like he's gaslighting, pretending that he is this great person that's lifting everyone up, but really he's just controlling them and being a total terrible person. I mean, it's just, he just isn't doing anything. Yeah. Like there's a scene at a dinner table where he's supposed to be like staring at her and it's like, he could be asleep in the scene. Like it's just not menacing. It's not charismatic it's not entertaining i'm I'm guessing it's how the film got financed is having a star attached to it but holy smokes does it not work it is by and large laughable i mean and what a terrible arc for the mom like she has no arc like the whole third act of the film is like laughable which is so unfortunate because the performances of especially the coven um they're wonderful actors um, there's a male lead, I can't think of his name right now, but his arc was almost tear-inducing. And he delivers a monologue that's so heartfelt, like I had like goosebumps because I'm like, this guy, there's like layers to what he's portraying. He's this jock. He's maybe something else. It's well, like... that's the thing that I was going to say. I love, um, you know, I would recommend this movie to watch because I think it's doing a good job of showing, you know, there are trans characters, there's bisexual characters, yeah. and it is showing that they are these they are these people in our world and mm-hmm. we love them and we need to love them and they're they're just part of the story, yeah. as they should be. Yep. They shouldn't be um you know, a character sometimes in horror movies things get a little you know, especially, especially like the, the 80s, old ones, yeah. you know, where I felt like this was a good portrayal of people that love each other and that's how it should be you know where they're friends it's a totally different group of of witches than like the first one and i love it i think it's i loved that piece of it and that they're tackling without people saying like hey look it's the gay person yeah they're tackling issues in this you know silly witch movie and Mm -hmm. so i i liked that because um because i think they did a good job with being like these are our people yeah here we are yeah love us I totally agree. And I, you know, I feel like when this was announced, there's always a big backlash of people, which I don't understand because people buy the box set of um, Halloween or Friday the 13th, just Blu-ray box just came out. Would you get mad every time the new, you know, Fred, Freddy movie comes out or Jason movie? It's like, no, you're just happy to have more stuff. Yeah. And it's like, this doesn't take away from the original craft if you loved it. Mm-mm. And if, you know... I mean, I just think it's worth watching. I think a lot of people tried to make something really special despite the terrible ending. And uh, and David Duchovny, <laughs> who wasn't trying. <laughs> he could not have been trying. And that's all I have to say about that. And after watching such a lazy Warlock performance, I had to put on Warlock from 1989, uh, starring Julian Sands as a, I think, far more charismatic Warlock. Um, well, he's definitely got a better ponytail. He's got a better ponytail. <laughs> He speaks more eloquently, and he's, he's like, sly. He's, like, up to something. David Duchovny's, like, barely even alive in that other movie that I won't even talk about anymore. The Craft Legacy. Uh, but Warlock, yeah. Any thoughts, or should we just keep on rolling? No, I, I mean, I, you know, I, I was into the ponytail. That's yeah. about it. Warlock 2 is my favorite, so we'll get to that one. Okay. Uh, Creatures Day! Yes, Creature Features. Uh, kicked this off was actually, I think, the very beginning of October with Freak Maker from 1974 and Fun House from 1981. Freak Maker, the uh, premise is there's a man who's tired of waiting for evolution, so he starts breeding 
crossbreeding plants and people. Um, this film, I chose it because it involves a lot of people that performed as freaks at the time, so we inside shows and things. Uh, and it's uh, it's an interesting film. I, I like it. Uh, I don't think you, you really enjoy Freak Maker very much. I didn't really. Yeah. Cool. Well, Donald <laughs> Pleasance is in this movie as well. It does take a long time to get to the monsters uh, that you would see, yeah. the freaks that he makes. Um, but they are different. It's it's interesting. And then Funhouse, uh, of course, my favorite Toby Hooper film. I know he did Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but I love Funhouse, and I always sneak it in somewhere in 31 and 31. Kids go to a Funhouse. They want to stay the night. They see some things they shouldn't see, and then they got to survive. Yeah. I, I mean, Funhouses are, are, you know, like where it's kind of like a carnival Yeah, it's, very, it's in a carnival. It's always fun um yeah. because they're creepy no matter what yeah. they're creepy in real life mm-hmm. even when nothing's happening you're always like but somebody could get murdered here yeah so i mean you know funhouse is fun i think we watch it every year I always every like it. year i love the barker i love um i mean just to the way he talks and the way he lurks around it's really fantastic um the creature maybe not my favorite thing in the film mm-hmm. i just love the setting i love mm-hmm. how it's shot there's an aerial shot in the beginning kind of coming down into the the um like circusy funhouse area and it it just like that sets october for me so funhouse next project metal beast from 1995 yeah i mean this is some serious werewolf action yeah, happening that's right um i it never was a little seen. i had never seen it and you know it was a little too like sci-fi werewolf movie yeah, for yeah, me yeah. i like a natural moon werewolf sure. natural moon werewolves <laughs> you know? yep i so it was like too much and it's very like male takeover like yeah. i don't know it was almost like um terminatory yeah, well yes so it's the, just yeah the premise of the film for people that haven't seen project metal beast <laughs> all of you uh is there's a guy who's been killed because he was a werewolf and then, much like in the autopsy of Jane Doe, now that I just spoiled that for you, uh, they're doing stuff to him to maybe make him like a super soldier, if they could bring him back to life. So they're t- trying to make a, an ar- the army's trying to make a person who's like bulletproof or something. And in doing so, they remove the silver from the body, hence creating or bringing back, I don't know if this is how werewolves work, but he comes <laughs> back to life and he's now like bulletproof werewolf. He's like project metal beast Mm -hmm. and so he sets off on a rampage because it's 1995 it's pretty dimly lit but um you know shredding people and ripping them apart yeah um and yeah and i won't tell you how it ends because you really got to see uh but it's a rocket launcher anyway uh (laughs) that takes us to boneyard from 1991 this film i chased down because it has phyllis diller in it uh it's really go in knowing it's low budget um, but it's interesting. The acting is very strange. And when it gets to the, uh, demonic poodle mutant creature, oh, I have the DVD somewhere around here and I was going to show you, um, okay. And you can see this image on my, my Instagram. Uh, this happens in the film. It's, uh, and also Phyllis Diller turns into this. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't see that. <laughs> I didn't see this one, but, um, that is a very angry looking poodle. Yeah. So it takes a while <laughs> to get there. And then once it gets there, if that's your kind of thing, then you can check out 
The Boneyard. That is put out by Code Red on Blu-ray. Uh, and then Wild Beasts. This is the end of Creatures Day from 1984. Basically, it's uh, there's PCP in the water, folks, and it gets into a zoo. <laughs> Does that sound like fun? Yeah, it... Um... It's interesting to watch a movie like this now because they, you know, if, if somebody were to remake it, they probably wouldn't use real animals. I don't think so. But these are real animals. They sure are. Just kind of like tromping through the city in yeah. an airport. They're in the actual zoo. Yes. It's, it's, it's wild. It's Wild Beast <laughs> lives up to its name. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the soundtrack, first of all, amazing as it is Italian film. Uh, there's a sequence with a tiger in a subway, yeah. and I, there's some notes here that the they was shot between 1 a.m. and 3 a.m. in an actual subway tunnel. Yeah. They released a tiger. Uh, the tiger got loose in the subway from where it was supposed to be contained and hid in a bathroom before deciding to go on top of one of the trains. Uh, station employees were not allowed to enter the station until they finally caught the tiger. And that pretty much feels real through this whole movie. Also, they painted all the rats black because they could only get white ones. (laughs) Again, they painted the rats black. (laughs) So PETA people might not enjoy wild beasts, but there is also some stuff you'll see in this film involving like, it was a cheetah, I think, chasing a car down a street. That's like straight up a real cheetah in a street. And like, it's just, it's just wild. It's stuff you'll never see. Elephants at an airport. I mean, it, it's it's really crazy. Yeah, it was fun. And, I mean, just to have the PCP in the water is yes. an interesting twist. Yeah, to... they're like, why are these animals going crazy? Yeah. And then guy's like, well, there's PCP in the water. Yeah. They're like, and, oh, that'll do it. And, Except for, I don't, I mean, would it really do it? Like, if there was really PCP right. in water, did, would that make animals violently tear apart humans? I don't know. I don't know either. But here's I don't the cra- think so. Wouldn't they just part? be like chill and like... <laughs> I don't think that's how PCP works at all. I've never done PCP, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure... Clearly I don't say. know what PCP yeah. does to you. I think you. you're thinking of like bong rips. Like <laughs> if a so. cheetah did a bong rip, it would just be strutting around. I'm thinking around. more like Molly. Okay, sure. I think PCP is like the insane agitated version of that. Okay, maybe? yeah. I just, I had my drugs wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I could I could be wrong. So PCP doers, that's yeah. what they call themselves. Yeah, let us know. Yeah. If, would animals really rip humans apart if they did all the PCP? Yeah. Or here's the crazy part. In the third act, if you remember, that same water gets into a kindergarten school. <laughs> yeah. And then the kids get real crazy. <laughs> like, if kids weren't already creepy, yeah. kids on PCP, super creepy. Yeah. I don't recommend it. Yeah. And maybe that kid in the pit was on PCP. It could be. It yeah. Could be. I think him or the tape. It was still high from being on Wild Beasts. For sure. <laughs> Which takes us to WTF Fridays. Uh, started off with St. Saint Bernard from 2013. Uh, this was directed by Gabriel Bartalos, a special effects guy who's worked on everything from Friday the 13th Part 6 to Leprechaun 4 in space to Crawl Space. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, Gremlins 2, and From Beyond. And boy, does it feel like it was made by a special effects guy. Yeah, it sure does. And I mean, so, you know, it is WTF Fridays. Yes. You got weird on here. And that's cool. I mean, I'll watch anything weird. Um, But that one, yeah, I I think him being a special effects artist was a downfall a little bit. Because it was like... Narratively, yeah. Too much. Yes. Too... It was definitely 
strange. There was a lot of strange things that happened, which I can get into. But then it was just like too many, too many special effects. But there's also really cool things. I thought the hair people were really cool. The premise of the film is a man finds a dog's head and keeps it in a sack. Yeah. And goes to talk to... Oh, gosh. What's the... um, Warwick Davis, who's, I think, on top of some wood blocks. <laughs> That's literally all I know about the plot. But there are some people made out of hair that appear. He, The guy turns into a worm for a brief period of time. Uh, there's a lot of glass crunching. Yeah, we mostly just kept looking at each other and being like, what? <laughs> yeah, it is, it's, it's a wild movie. He wears a suit covered in money. None of this is a spoiler because you won't be able to figure it out either. No, and I mean, I think, uh, I don't know. I, there's probably something being said there. I mean, I think he's going crazy, yeah. right? And yeah. he, so he's picturing all of this. Sure. But, um, it's he's carrying drugs. the dog's head around as protection it's supposed to be his like and people want to steal it yeah it's very strange but there is some horror elements that happen in this movie it's not a horror film no um but there is some horror stuff that happens that when it happens you're like whoa like he really goes there if there's gore in the film it is it is pulpy gross Mm -hmm. gore Mm -hmm. so you know even though it's not a horror film if people are interested check out saint bernard that's weird it's definitely weird yeah nobody could watch it weird everybody this isn't weird. Yeah. Uh, next we saw uh, Pieces. Uh, yeah, this is from 1982. That was the boy putting together the puzzle. I have the puzzle of it. And then uh, later on there at the college. Do you remember this one? Not at all. Okay. There's a, there's a lawn care dude, and he's like super creepy, and he has like kind of a beard. There's like a pool. Lady getting out of the pool, and she gets attacked by a dude. No, no recall. Wow. Um, well, here, check it out. See if that sparks it. This uh, There's a beautiful Blu-ray that came out, um, I think, by Grindhouse. It's a double disc. Comes with the soundtrack. Soundtrack is fantastic. Um, directed by Juan, who also did Slugs, Juan Simone. Um, this is a movie that my uh, dad's yeah, video where they're trying had. to find the killer. Yeah. And the, he's killing everybody with a chainsaw. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's a crazy pool of blood scene. Yeah, yep, yep. yeah, I remember it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, so this film, I didn't know about Italian cinema. I didn't know about Spanish cinema. I was just picking films off a shelf as a kid in a video store. And there's something so weird about pieces because I it's supposed to take place in America, but it's so clearly not America. Yeah. And the things that happen in this film are very odd and how they're connected uh, and then there's sort of this like slasher sort of through line. Um, and then the gore is like just crazy. Mm-hmm. So a lot of blood. Know. Yeah. A lot of blood, a lot of super red blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, that's, and pieces. do you, don't you have a puzzle? A, yeah. Like a the real life right there. puzzle? Yeah. If people want to get it, maybe you could tell. Them yeah. That. You can get the puzzle. I got it from Word, Weird War. So that's W-Y-R-D space W-A-R. They're on uh, Instagram, and they have a website. Uh, they carry the uh, the horror puzzle collection. So I got the puzzle that the kid's putting together in pieces. Because this, this film in Mad Men were two that I watched all the time in my dad's video store. Because I just couldn't figure out what was happening. Because they're not from the States. It just has this other feel. And then the soundtrack is, is pretty amazing. Uh, also, there's a roller skating sequence with a plate of glass that is pretty fantastic in the film. <laughs> Which brings us to Devil's Honey, uh, 1986. Um, 
we didn't watch all of Devil's Honey. I couldn't. Um, I couldn't do it. I put it on because there's this film opens with a scene with saxophone that it's that it's really known for, and I was like, this is gonna get her. Like Sarah, Sarah liked this, and it was so sleazy and I guess gross that you were just like, I'm not into this. So I think there's something about you have to think about the time and place that we're watching this movie, sure. right? Yeah. So we're in October. Our world is really ugly right now. Yeah. I couldn't even stand the 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 very first scene is like <laughs> the perfect example of this man full on taking advantage of this woman in a very forceful way. Yeah. And they are in a relationship to, together. Yeah. But uh, that doesn't matter. No, right. And it was so disgusting to yeah. me. I mean, she's saying no and he's doing it anyways and yeah. I was like F this movie. Yeah. Like, no, absolutely not. Because I feel like at the time I was watching it, I was like, every young girl has to stand up yeah. and, you know, we can't, we don't have to take this. And all of us, like, there can't be these abusive people. So I was watching it and I was just like, I can't handle it mm -hmm. right now. I don't even want to watch this movie. And so we didn't watch it. Yeah. We turned it off and put on the Mortuary Collection, which you can find on Shudder, uh, partially filmed in Astoria. Uh, starring uh, Clancy Brown, one of my favorite actors. Um, it's an anthology. It just came out. Uh, beautifully shot. Um, some really fun stories. I think you get five stories instead of three. So that's pretty great. Yeah, I liked it. I, you know, because we're Oregon natives, yeah. we always like when movies are filmed, they're like, I'll pretty much see anything that's filmed in, you know, Portland or Astoria in particular with this one. But so I loved that piece of it because mm -hmm. you automatically feel connected to it. Yes. So, so I was drawn in immediately and there's all these very historical places that we have been to and stories that we know. And, um, so I was into it. I would recommend people watch this. Yes. A great palate cleanser too. After you start something where you're like, this is too sleazy. Yeah. Um, I need something with some levity to it. There's yeah. some nice humor moments. Way to there. save the day, man. You really yeah, brought me back. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> because next is Society from 1989, directed by Brian Usna. When you said you hadn't seen Society, I was like, so excited. So I heard you talking about Society yeah. on with one of your guests on Even the, another the Blu-ray box <laughs> episode. <laughs> I can't even, I can't believe I haven't seen this movie. <laughs> it's uh, not everyone would be able to watch it. That's true. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe. Can you describe yes. the movie? Yes. Mm -hmm. So uh, a boy, um, I think he moves to a town and he, there's a high society there. Uh, there's definitely some things Brian Yusin is saying in this film. And they're just up to some things that are uh, behind the scenes weird. And so then he's, you know, starts to, it's very 80s. People will, I think, really enjoy the sort of 80s sort of high school kid situations. Um, but then the, the society does some things that are, uh, you know, not or an orgy-like. Uh, it's definitely a weird, rich person orgy. Yes. I don't know how to describe what's well, happening with their bodies. So it's called The Shunting. Um, and if you don't want to know more about this, uh, just skip ahead because if you want to discover it on your own. But 
pretty much any image you'll find kind of spoils it. Mm -hmm. uh, so they start to like mutate together. So people's bodies will morph together. It's all fleshy and rubbery and mm -hmm. sweaty and goopy. Um, yeah, and then the movie, you know, you have someone who has a head where their ass should be. Mm -hmm. um, you have uh, just people completely melting together into a giant room full of just puddle of flesh. That's... And all just like moaning and groaning oh, the yeah. whole time. Like even when you can't really tell what's going on, the sounds of it and the goopiness and the, I mean, it's, they do <laughs> a really great yes. job. I would not want to be an actor or an actress on that set. Oh, yeah, no. It seems totally disgusting. Yeah. And we watched some of the... So the effects were done by Screaming Mad George, and you were like, what is this? Yeah. And so we watched some of the bonus features, which mm -hmm. involves a, a, a current like interview with Screaming Mad George, and you were like, I think I love him. Yeah. Yes. I do. <laughs> yeah. Screaming Mad George <laughs> I is stand great. by that. And crazy. And yeah. his effects are definitely like that. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't have any nightmares that night, because when I showed you the thing, uh, you had some terrible dreams. Oh, yeah. So sometimes if my brain has not seen something or just doesn't get it, then I'll, like, dream about it at yeah. night. So I've had some... I You know, I didn't have any too weird of dreams this, this month, but sometimes, yeah, like, after I watched the thing, I had this crazy dream with my toe eating my face, yeah. and it was, like, you know alien yeah, and all goopy the like it's all stuff. it's all stuff that um it, to me it just means that somebody did a really good job yeah, creating yeah. this special mm -hmm. effect that's unnerving. believable and horrific for mm -hmm. me um <laughs> this is not that but i i like it i also feel like it's a good social commentary to watch right now about these this society yes but it's just getting away with everything and the rich people just feel like if you're not rich then you're trash and you don't matter yeah and, and then really they are up to something, but it's just not what you think it is. Yeah, it's way worse. <laughs> way worse. Yeah. So that is uh, Society, 1989. Be sure and check that out. Uh, Arrow put out a beautiful Blu-ray of that. Uh, next is Night of the Comet, which you didn't watch. It's from 1984. We will watch it. Catherine Ann Stewart's amazing in it. Uh, basically, a comet goes over Earth and everyone's dead except for a couple people and then maybe some things that should be dead. Um, it's very fun. Uh, next is Wishmaster from 1997, because uh, for WTF, I was getting too wild, and so then I started to be like, after society, have you seen this? And you're like, no. And I was like, oh, we've got to watch Wishmaster, because Wishmaster, it definitely has some WTF effects in there, for sure. Yeah, I also think it should maybe just be called Trickmaster because he people aren't actually making wishes. He's just like tricking them into something so he can get power. Well, but like nobody ever gets anything cool. No, he just twists their wish every single yeah, time. He sucks. Yeah, <laughs> yep. the, the djinn in this movie uh, essentially is released from a lamp and then he tries to get people to make wishes uh, so that he can kill them, essentially, is like kind of what the thing is. And then I think he gets their soul. He get, I think, he, yeah, just he just he becomes more powerful. Right. Uh, but the thing I didn't remember about the first Wishmaster film, which I have all four, uh, is that uh, Reggie Bannister and the tall man from uh, Phantasm are in this film. Uh, Robert England, a.k.a. Freddie, is in this film. Kane Hodder is in this film. Uh, it's like they put every horror person they could in... Yeah, uh, Tony Todd. Well, and you have to think about it. They have to all be buddies, right? I mean, oh, sure. they've done all these movies together. So it's like, oh, if you're making this movie or, uh, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll do it. Because they're in it for, you know, 
bridge to the scene. Um, a few minutes, yeah, which yeah, of yeah. course takes more like a day. But yeah, uh, yeah, it was fun. It was a fun movie to yeah, watch. Yeah, it's fun. And then, of course, with Halloween 3, Season of the Witch uh, from 1982. We love this movie. We watch it every year. Uh, Tom Atkins, as I said, is great in it. Um, it also is the commercial that I started off your Halloween mix with. Yeah, I I love it. I always love this movie. Um, for some reason, we had it when I was a kid, like rec- like a recording of it. And so I've seen it probably more than other movies. And yeah. I, I always always into it yeah it's great and that closed out wtf fridays which takes us to our last day slasher day uh the first one i watched was the wind from 1986 i watched this without you uh meg foster's in it she's great uh again wings hauser so if you're a wings hauser completionist and you love his crazy antics then watch this movie but otherwise doesn't have a lot to offer um i did post a picture of it on the Instagrams and Dennis from Weird War said that's the cover from Friday Five I think from it was like a one sheet from like Turkey and and it is it's the same image of the wind cover only they painted a, a Jason mask on the... <laughs> I know you showed me that and it's I mean I think that happens sometimes yeah. even just in like translating especially different films and different movies yeah. we've seen. they just lifted an image yeah. and painted on it it's pretty funny but uh, the wind, not a lot to offer. It's atmospheric. It takes place in a castle. I don't know. Uh, moving along to something far more interesting. We're at Murder Rock, a.k.a. Dancing Death from 1984. Lucio Fulci, what'd you think? Uh, I mean, I thought it was fun. Uh, just the opening sequence. Oh, yeah. You know, I love a leotard. Mm-hmm. I love a lot of, like, sweaty, synchronized dancing. Yes, me too. You know you're in for something good when it starts out that way. Um, and it, it, it didn't, it doesn't disappoint. No. It, it has a lot of that throughout. Yes. Um, it continues. This is another thing, you know, I, we talked in the, we talked about the very first, our show, like a needle into a body. Oh yeah. And possessor. Yeah. Uh, gets me. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel like I am being violated. Sure. <laughs> and so I, like needles. I don't, I don't like needles. I mean, I'm fine if I need to go get a shot mm-hmm. or something like that. I just don't look. It's yeah. fine. But when it's being used as a torturous device, it really gets me. Yeah. I get sweaty. Uh, my heart beats fast. It's I, all the crunching sound that you hear yeah, all the time. Yeah, I like... can't. So, they, so this one has that, and it's really good. I mean, I, yeah. I, it's not that I, I will watch movies that do that because I do feel... I feel something when I watch it, you know, yeah. and so it's like I, I'm I'm into it. So I thought it was great. Yeah, the killer stalks the people with a long like hat pin. Hat pin. And so, one of the great shots, you're you're basically almost a, uh, you're following right over the top of him. No, you know, you're actually following the hand with the needle. Which, if you know, the killer's hands in all of Fulci's films are Fulci's hands. So that's interesting. Uh, and then this lady like taking off running. It's uh, it's interesting. The soundtrack also really great so i highly recommend murder rock then we had a little college time because we had the initiation from 1984 and pledged light pledge night from 1990 um the initiation is about three friends trying to get into a sorority who says you've got to go to the mall and steal the security guards outfit and so they're like all right so they do that and then somebody escapes from an insane asylum and is also in 
the mall. Mm-hmm. It has some interesting kills, and it's shot well. I mean, you know, I think there's a lot of movies that have, like, if you're in the mall, you can do anything you want. You know, we've right. seen it in a lot of horror movies mm. and zombie movies. Um, and so this has that, where it's like, I'm going to put on my favorite outfit in roller skates, you right. know, where it's like there's some fun things happening with it. Um, yeah, I thought that was interesting. The mall is really strange it's because it seems thing, more yeah. like an office building. It, it was, yeah. Um, but yeah. It was a business center, I think, is where they shot it. Yeah. So. But it's a good, I mean, it's a good slasher. Yeah. There's, there's some, some cool good, stuff that happens. Yeah, cool deaths. Um, and the twist is interesting. Yeah. I didn't see it coming, even though I'd seen the film 30 years ago or something. Yeah. I didn't. I was like, no, it's not who I thought it was. No. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then Pledge Night, which is a film that you told me I needed to track down. I didn't know if it was Heather Wixon or somebody on Twitter mm-hmm. that was saying like, you got to get Pledge Night. Yeah. Anthrax is uh, the soundtrack for the film. That's interesting. It's I... like two movies. It's like <laughs> you're watching. Um, what was the big college animal house? Yeah. And then it's also a slasher movie. Yeah. When Acid Sid starts showing up towards the end of the movie. But there's a lot I don't understand exactly. Sure. Uh, but it's it's really interesting. Um, it was fun to, to pair those two together. Yeah, I thought it was fun. Yeah. And then uh, House on Sorority Row from 1982. This is easily like the, I don't know, Murder Rock's pretty solid too. But it's really well put together film. Um Basically, you have a sorority at a house. There's a pool. That's what you'll know most about the film. And then the headmistress, mistress? Yeah. Mistress? I'm not sure. Is maybe murdered or not. And then people start knocking off the sorority girls. It's not as trashy as it sounds. I didn't watch this for a long time because I thought it was. I thought it was just like a skin flick. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is actually a really, really well put together thing. Yeah, I thought it was fun. I mean, I I like that the pool becomes like yeah. the place of you know focus and like and you're like oh no like don't go in the dead lady pool yeah. <laughs> you know i thought it was fun yeah yeah same and then we got weird with silent rage from 1982 this is a chuck norris movie yeah where a serial killer becomes invincible not yes. like project metal beast though and uh it's a chuck norris movie well, yeah, so I am, I wouldn't say I'm a Chuck Norris fan or, same, um, you same. know, I yeah. mean, the, he, I he was around. He was sure. around. I know who he is. I've seen some of the movies probably along the way somewhere, but, um, growing up in the video store, he's one of those people that dads really liked yeah. Chuck Norris mm-hmm. and they'd be like, yeah, watch this POW movie or whatever. Yeah. And so I'd watch it and I'd be like, but is this the most interesting? He looks just like he would be great at building a deck. That's yes. the look of Chuck Norris to be. I would love for him to come re-roof our house. Yeah, like, he, that's Chuck Norris. <laughs> you know, like, we should call that guy to save everybody. Not, yeah. No, like, yeah. Lou Ferrigno. And I don't Dam. think he, he doesn't seem, like, attractive. No. Or, like, tough. I mean, I know he, he, he kicks a lot of people. His kicks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's not real. Yeah, I, I didn't even really get charisma. Know. Like, he no. didn't seem charismatic to me. <laughs> yeah. But I, but I thought the movie was really funny because the whole the whole time he's not doing any of that. Right. Until all of a sudden he's got to kick fight the... The never-ending, unstoppable killer. Who is a killer? Like, this is a Chuck Norris movie that is 
basically a slasher. Yeah, he's a killer who can't die. They can't kill him. And so he's just going to keep on killing. They're going to keep on trying to kill him, but he's just never going to die. Nope. So then... (laughs) If you haven't seen Silent Rage from 82, (laughs) we're about to tell you the ending. So the ending is just that he kicks Uh this unbeatable person... Can't die. That can't die into a really big hole. Yeah. A deep hole. <laughs> a deep hole. <laughs> and then they're like, that's that. And, and I'm that's like, it. No, he just lives in the he earth He just lives now. And he, I mean, if he can do anything, he can get out of there. Probably. I mean, it's very a deep hole. It's very It is deep. a very deep hole. <laughs> I like to imagine that it links to the pit and yeah. that he lives with the trolls. Yeah. And he's just down there and they keep biting him and he's just swatting him away forever. Yeah. Because he probably doesn't age either. They didn't address that, but... They should have made a Silent Rage 2 now, where he just comes out of the hole and has to fight like a... Is Chuck Norris still with us? I'm not sure. I, I don't know if he is alive or dead. I feel like that's something that everyone should know. We should have billboards that tell us if Chuck Norris is still well, probably around. Probably everyone knows, but I don't know. I did have a big problem with this movie, and that is that he is in this romantic relationship with oh, a girl. Gosh, yeah. And they they don't ever tell you how old she is. But, like, he, her father is murdered. So yes. she's clearly, like, not 18. And he tries to ask her, and then he's like, he's like, oh, I don't want to know. Yeah. So when you talk about him being this, like, dad role a lot of the times. Yeah. And so then that part of it, I was just like, ew. Yeah. And then he's, you know, he starts sleeping with this girl. He sure does. No shirt on this Chuck Norris for a while. Yeah. And so, I don't know. Maybe she was supposed to be older. I'm not sure. But... But they don't let you know. Mm. They're kind of like, we're addressing this by not addressing this. Which is a very 82 thing. Yeah, gross. Yeah, gross. I don't gross. approve, just so yeah. you know. I don't approve. <laughs> yeah, this was, I mean, they had that whole Michael Caine movie where he went to blame it on Rio or whatever, which is highly problematic. Yeah. Um, and that was just like a thing in the 80s where like, old guys just sleeping with young girls. Yeah. Sometimes it's your friend's daughter. And yeah. you're just like, what? Yeah. So I was just, you know, gross. Yeah. Um, sure. I get that. Maybe that's your own private silent rage. Yes. That is my silent rage, except yeah. for I'm not so silent. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Very vocal. Uh, and then, of course, we usually end Halloween with Trick or Treat, the uh, horror anthology, which isn't a slasher, but it is an epic horror anthology. Yeah, it's a good one, everyone. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, you should see it. For sure. Uh, did you have any favorites? Any new discoveries this this uh, thirty one and thirty one that you're like I'm I'm glad that came across here. Yeah, well, I mean, I think Vamp. Yes, was yeah. was one I couldn't believe that I had not seen it just because I love Grace Jones Especially so much. The cover, I mean, it's yeah. Grace Jones in like white face mm-hmm. with this red wig. It's very yeah. stark. It's yeah. quite an image. I I think that was um, my new found. Awesome. Love. And then Dolls, I had a lot of fun with. Yeah. Dolls um, is great. I don't own Dolls, but I I want to now. I, I can't imagine there's there's probably some great bonus features on there. Yeah. I love the feel of that film. Yeah, I think... Um, what about you? I think Mausoleum. I think uh, that was a big one that I really enjoyed. Uh, felt it was really well put together. I did, I did like Freak Maker... Um, showing you near dark was probably one of my favorite experiences because halfway through you realized you'd seen it. But for the first part, I was like, all right, she's watching this movie. She's never, you know, but 
yeah, I, I, I don't know. I was, I enjoyed it. It was a challenge. It was a real challenge to shuffle things around because I did program it and then realize really quickly, like, oh, there's too many, like, I mean, I had some really crazy, like, low-grade stuff, but um, but I realized that wasn't going to be fun for you. So then sort of trying to rebuild the month was quite an interesting task, and I think I think we came out came out on top. Yeah, well, thanks for um, taking the time to put this together and have me watch it. It was fun. Yes. I'll uh, do it again next year. Awesome. Great. Uh, if you'd like to share your thoughts, um, you can hit us up on the uh, website, vh-us.com. Feel free to share that. Any of your uh, discoveries or experiences. Um, hopefully, maybe one of these 41 films we've just discussed Whoa. will creep into your 31 and 31, or maybe some shouldn't. So there's that as well. Uh, thank you, Sarah Marshall, for joining me and for watching these films. And again, your podcast is Masonian Marshall, A Meaningful Marketplace. Uh, your book, Preservation Pantry, is sold out but available on Kindle. Is that what you say? Or electronic yeah. bookstores? Kindle. Kindle. All right. Uh, head over to Marshall's Hot Sauce. Uh, you can see all the sauces and canning goodies available there. Plus, use the promo code VHS Podcast at checkout for 20% off. And find Sarah Marshall on Instagram and Twitter as Spicy Marshall. And then once again, she's doing live spicy demos every Thursday at 2 p.m. As always, I'm Derek Marshall, and this has been VHS. Mm-hmm.